and a stunning reversal by the Owensboro City Commission, it repealed its annexation of Davis County school properties that would have significantly raised their occupational taxes. We're going to discuss the reversal and how it happened. Stay with us. This is Inquire. For the Mr. Inquire, I'm Don Wilkins, and with me is city government reporter Austin Ramsey. Austin, I wasn't sure if we were going to have you back on this subject matter because I actually thought you know, it was over and done with, but apparently the city made a, I would call it a stunning reversal in regards to its annexation of all those school properties from the Davis, uh, from the Davis County Public Schools. And so I wanted to have you on to discuss how this happened. Sure, uh, Don. It was certainly it was certainly unexpected. Uh, thanks for having me on again. Uh, so on uh, on Tuesday, uh, what was expected or was what was supposed to be a a pretty normal city work session uh, was canceled and turned into a full blown special called meeting uh, at five p.m. And uh, on the agenda was a complete repeal of all six ordinances that would have annexed um, quite a few acres of Davis County Public Schools properties. It included uh, Apollo High School, Davis County High School, uh, Burns Middle School, Burns Elementary School, uh, the school district office, the, the administrative office, the technology center, the bus garage, and the site of the future uh, Davis County Middle School, which, as my reporting revealed over the weeks after they passed it on June 4th, the original ordinances, was going to be the site of, of what could provide DCPS with some uh, revenue to, quote-unquote, make their teachers whole. And so this sort of came out, I mean, did it just come out of the blue all of a sudden, this this reversal? I mean, had you heard any rumblings that the city, I mean, because... I've been I've been doing this for a long time, and when governments pass anything for revenue, whether it be taxes, uh, whatever it may be, rarely, if ever, I can I, I can ever recall them ever repealing anything like this, regardless of the controversy. I mean, we had the controversy here with the insurance premium tax that funded the downtown, and obviously, you know, we have a downtown that's been revitalized. As a result of that, and, and then there was a lot of controversy involved with this. So, you know, the rareness of this happening, did you not hear any rumblings of this prior to it happening? I, I'd love to, to lie, Don, and say that I knew that this was going to happen, and I, I, I didn't. Um, what I can say, though, is that a lot of signals that I started to see in talking with my sources in the weeks leading up to t- Tuesday's uh, uh, first reading and, and Thursday's um, second call, second uh, reading or, or passage of the of the repeal ordinances. There were some there were some things that I was starting to hear that that now that I understand what the city commission was working on make a lot of sense. So, like I mentioned there a second ago, um, when the city commission passed this on June fourth, they did so under an enormous amount of pressure from employees at DCPS. Who are fearful that they that their take home pay, um, currently at a at a zero point three five percent occupational tax from Davis County, was going to be significantly lower under under a one point seven eight uh, percent occupational tax in in the city, and 
what um, what my sources were telling me was that uh, city manager Nate Pagan and uh, Davis County Public Schools Superintendent Matt Robbins were working on a deal that would rebate the school system for the construction of the new Davis County Middle School within the Gateway Commons Tax Increment Financing District so that the money that they would have otherwise spent on that construction project could be used to rebate the employees so that their take-home pay would reflect a 1% occupational tax rate. Now, it's important to note that the uh, Davis County Fiscal Court has passed uh, their own ordinance that will increase occupational taxes from 0.35% to 1% in 2021. So the 1% reflects what Davis County occupational tax rates will be uh, you know, in the future. But regardless, they were going to get hit with an increase whether it was the city or the county, it was just going to be a matter of of the higher, which which of the higher of the two that they right, yeah. yeah. There was going to be an increase regardless. Everyone, uh, everyone in the county is facing an increase regardless of whether or not they are the subject of of the city's uh, uh, annexation wrath, if you want to call it that. But uh, but yeah, so um, so they were going to face a small increase, but it would have been an increase that they would have. Um, that they would have been subject to had they just stayed within the county. So uh, that's that's not unheard of. Uh, Davis County Public Schools, the school board, currently rebates employees at Heritage Park School and uh, Tamarack Elementary School, as well as the existing Davis County Middle School there on the river. All of those school sites are currently within the city. And because most Davis County school sites are outside the city limits, they have historically rebated those employees' ta- uh, those employees' take-home pay so that they reflected a county tax rate. So that's that's kind of the the deal that I knew and had reported on extensively. In fact, using a combination of open records requests and uh, and some documents that were leaked to me, we were even able to describe in in great detail the the actual dollar amounts that uh, city and 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 school district officials were considering, and so. All of that seemed to be going well. And in fact, I think sometime in mid to late June, mid-June, I believe, I was able to report that a deal had been reached. And uh, and my sources stand by that the, to this day, even now that the entire, entire ordinances, all of the ordinances have been repealed. My sources stand by the fact that a deal had been reached. They had all but signed on the dot, dotted line. Uh, in fact, papers were already ha- headed to the city commission and um, and to the uh, Davis County Public Schools Board uh, for them to review, make any last-minute changes that they wanted to make. And then, as I understood it, the city commission was going to be voting on something this, this month. But as it happened, um, that didn't happen. And so after I reported on that story, after I wrote that a deal had been breached, we we kept following up uh, with 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 city officials and, and and school officials on the record, as well as some of, some of my for- sources who have talked to me uh, under condition of anonymity. And sources that that you know I had talked to um, on the record and off the record and 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 uh, and and on deep background were telling me that well, you know. It's still where it is. An agreement's been reached, but nothing new. And and nothing new seemed to be the storyline for week after week after week after week. And 
it began to make me wonder as as a as a curious person you know whether or not this was as firm as it actually was and then come tuesday we find out uh they're going to repeal and here's what the mayor had to say okay i have a prepared statement i'd like to read to you uh, first let me say i'll take full responsibility for the recent events concerning the intent to annex certain designated properties inside the city that are owned by DCPS. When the idea was brought to me, I voiced my concerns as I believe it would be very bold, that there was a short time to get it accomplished, and it would be very controversial. But there were two thoughts that made this effort worth consideration. First, as you've heard me say many times, the city is basically landlocked, with the river to the north, no contiguous land to the west to annex, south of Sam's uh, on Frederica is the floodplain and the floodway, and east is where the TIF is located. As elected officials and staff, we are constantly looking for ways to grow the city, and an aggressive annexation policy is a must, especially with the looming uncertainty of our, un our pension responsibilities. Secondarily, I was interested in even, evening the playing field over a larger group to spread out the cost of running a progressive city, having more folks contribute to the city for services they enjoy. This was never intended to divide the community, but to have everyone contribute as equally as possible. Obviously, this not, did not happen as intended. I truly hate the fact that so many different groups were drawn into the discussion. At the request of the commission, the staff was directed to try to compromise with each group to make this effort as palatable as possible while still keeping our original goal in mind to increase the city's assets through annexation. I cannot say enough about the efforts of our staff as they tried diligently to accommodate each group to reach some sort of compromise. In the end, sometimes a bad compromise is worse than no deal at all. Last week, I polled the commission, and we all decided to pull the plug on this opportunity to prepare for the unknown. I believe it serves no purpose to get into the weeds pertaining to the discussions leading to this conclusion, and I will have no further comment on this matter. All right, so we, you, know, you hear the mayor talk there, and he talks about not wanting to get into the weeds. Um, you know, as a, as a, as a journalist, and as a taxpayer here, whenever you hear not wanting to get into the weeds, I'm all I'm I'm just going to become defensive about that in general because, you know, he's a public official. And this was an important issue, and to want to say I'm not going to get in the weeds. Well, yeah, you should, because this upset a lot of a lot of people, and this was a big deal uh, all the way around. And so I think the mayor and the city commission. Uh, owes it to them why you know owes it to the public everyone and then you know regardless if you are directly affected by this or not why you know why the sudden reversal what happened here and and so when i read your story on friday um we kind of found out it was more than just pushback from the teachers apparently 
That's right, Don. I definitely was not going to let the mayor, nor any of the city commissioners, nor even officials with Davis County uh, Public Schools leave it with just, uh, we don't want to get into the weeds. So starting on Tuesday, I I, I pressed the mayor uh, pretty hard. Uh, I'm, I'm very thankful to have a good relationship with him. He's uh, he's always been very friendly to the press. And and uh, and and so I pushed uh, as hard as I could, and and he did on Tuesday give me a little bit. Uh, he said that um, he had received, you know, this deluge of calls from um, you know other businesses, uh, organizations in the community, be they uh, kind of, uh, I guess maybe you know, under threat of future annexation or having had already been annexed. They wanted rebates on their taxes, and and you know of course that wasn't something that the city was willing to offer. It's important to note anytime the city uh, does a consensual annexation, typically they they provide the uh, the landowners, the property owners, or businesses in in some cases some type of um, some type of incentive, whether that be you know free trash collection for two years or something like that. Obviously, what they were going to be uh, offering Davis County Public Schools was much more than that. But I had some sources who told me that there was more to this. Um, as early as Tuesday, I, I started hearing some whisperings on Monday. As early as Tuesday, I had something, but I had nothing on the record, nothing that I was, I was prepared to, to actually run in the newspaper. Uh, one of my sources said they might be willing to talk to me once the ordinance is passed. And so as soon as the, I think it was 7 minute and 30, 7 minute and 11 second meeting was over, and I should say the, the, the enormity of the time on, on, thir- on Thursday was, was them just reading aloud the ordinances. They, they had very, very little to say. In fact, I, I think the only word said on the record was yes to vote on the, uh, on the annexation repeals. Uh, as soon as that was over, I went to that source, and uh, on on background, they confirmed to me that on the record, they confirmed with me that Gulfstream Commercial Services, which is the primary developer within the Gateway Commons uh, Tax Increment Financing District, or TIF, had come and expressed some serious concerns with city officials about using TIF dollars to rebate Davis County Public Schools' construction of the new middle school. Their concerns, as were relayed to me, were that there is a certain amount of money that will be generated in a TIF through a combination of state and local taxes, and that by promising, you know, the several million dollars over a 20-year period that the school district was willing to receive or could receive under the proposed deal, Gulfstream Commercial Services, the developer building, you know, a lifestyle center, a movie theater, hotels, stores, and everything in between, would have less money to play with. And that was a serious concern, not only for Gulfstream, but once those concerns were relayed, as I understand it, a concern for the city commission as well. Now, I should say, I have reached out to Gulfstream Commercial Services, and the officials that I have tried to reach have not returned my phone calls. But I have now confirmed this with city officials on the record. Uh, Mayor Tom Watson confirmed it. Commissioner Jeff Sanford com- confirmed it. And and they did say that that was a concern, among many, that they had. Uh, I should note also that Commissioner Larry Condor said that, that his sticking point on this was not the Gulfstream Commercial Services side, but rather the fact that um, the deal that 
Davis County Public Schools was demanding would last in perpetuity, meaning that it had no sunset. It would go on and on and on and on, even past perhaps the the lifetime of the TIF itself, which which should last just 20 years. So, um, you know, that was a concern as well. Obviously, the, the city commission in 20 years from now would be having to come up with some some new sor- source of revenue to to make teachers at Davis County Public Schools whole. So, you know, Commissioner Jeff Sanford kind of described it to me as a is almost trying to 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 cup water in your hands as soon as you would as soon as you would satisfy one group or coalition that had a a particular problem with this deal that the city was trying to negotiate another group would be um would be angered by by that condition that 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 would be added um it's important to note that you know um, the first among those was was Davis County Fiscal Court you know itself um you know Davis Fiscal Court had no financial uh, incentive for city commissioners to, or for the city to, to, to take over, you know, land that they were taxing. And so, you know, what, what the city firstly, uh, you know, signed with the county was a deal that would give them 0.5% of all of the ac- occupational taxes that they uh, were to collect, which was, you know, some incentive. For, for fiscal court, then of course we had all of these these teachers and other county employees come in and express you know various serious concerns about their own take take home pay. So, as I understand it, the city commission uh, went to city staff and said, you know, we need you to negotiate something that will make these teachers whole. Uh, you know, and then lastly, we had you know developers themselves, Gulfstream Commercial Services, come and and express concerns to um, to city staff and. Uh, elected officials. And as that has been described to me, it was the city commission that ultimately said no against perhaps recommendations even from city staff to continue pushing this deal forward. The city commission ultimately said enough is enough. We are going to repeal these six ordinances. And typically, though, from my experience, Austin, is that the city or any government, you know, they pass these taxes that they know not going to make anyone happy. They just, I don't know. They just start absorbing the, all the, all the, all the verbal uh, onslaught that they get or, or, or anything uh, from social media and sort of just try to wait it out and hope it goes away. And they just start taking in the money. In this case, whether it was the teachers, golf streams or combination of both sounds like, you know, those voices did get to them and were able to turn this around. Um, so, you know, which so you like to think, OK, maybe people's voices can be heard. And whenever it comes to city government and, and whenever they're looking to impose taxes, which I which I thought, uh, you know, was good on them if they were able to to get the city to, to you know, to, to change their minds. The system worked, Don. Um the city commission heard the voices of the people, whether it be teachers, uh, other employees at the school district, developers. Developers have a right to lobby, uh, you know, city hall just as, as much as any of us do. They heard the concerns of, of other local governments like Davis Fiscal Court. At the end of the day, um, like I said, as this has been described to me, this was the city commission ultimately that that pulled the trigger and said, we're not going to move forward on this. Um, the mayor described it to me as, you know, sometimes it can seem 
at City Hall, especially in, in, in any local government in Kentucky or across the nation, as though, you know, policy is, is decided on or, or, or largely driven by administrators, people like City Manager Nate Pagan and others at City Hall who, who are paid and, and who are, um, are appointed by the City Commission. But at the end of the day, policymakers are elected officials. Um, they are held accountable to the public, the, 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 the voting public. You know, Watson said to me that in this instance, in this case, elected officials heard those concerns and did not believe that there was enough political motivation to move forward on these ordinances, so they repealed them. Well, it's it was a definitely an interesting turnabout, and and the whole thing, you know, was a controversy from from the beginning to the end, and and I just want to express my appreciation, you know. You know, for you and and the work that you did on this, and staying with it, and being able to get anonymous sources, you know, to talk to you, and I I, I know you've had some phone calls inquiring about those sources, but <laughs> um, you know, and and that, but that's part of what we do, you know, and, and and like we talked about earlier, you know, there are times when we know about things that are going on, but unless we can get somebody who is directly involved to go on the record we can't run that story and this was kind of one of those stories yeah that that that's definitely true don i i kind of made a little promise to myself on tuesday that i i was going to get this one i wasn't going to let this one slide by me i wasn't going to let the the city commission say you know we're not going to get into it i was going to i was going to make sure to report on this i thought it was an important story to tell i thought it was important that the public understand you know the things that took place behind closed doors um, the things that we didn't get to know about, the things that, that didn't occur in public meetings that led up to this, this vote. Because ultimately, other than those prepared statements that you played by the mayor, that's all they, they, they were willing to say about this initially to the public. That's it. They were going to say that, have their peace, and, and walk away from this. But I thought it was important that everybody knew exactly what happened. And, um, you know, I, I should know, I, this is, it is a rarity to ever use anonymous sources um, it is a it is a hard decision to make. I, uh, as a reporter and, and my editors, I, sh- I should I should note as well, um, including you, um, you know, want to make sure that we get officials on the public record, and we only ever make a decision to keep someone anonymous when it um, when we simply cannot get the information in another way. And it's important to note that I did not rely on my reporting solely from anonymous, anonymous reporting. I was able to get um, some officials on record uh, in order to confirm it. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I know that, that anonymous sources, you know, sometimes get a bad rap, especially in the, um, in the, in the national media realm of things. But um, they are important. They are very useful. But they are a rarity, and they should remain so. And, and and as we uh, get ready to wind down here, Austin, I, I want to point out that this is more than likely going to be your your last time on the podcast, or or at least in person. Um, maybe we might reach out to you uh, a little later that you're moving to Washington D.C. Uh, to pursue some academia and some other opportunities there. Um, just briefly go into what you're going to be, where you're going to be going, what you're going to be doing. Sure. So I have um, been accepted into the investigative journalism program at American University in Washington, D.C. 
And I have also accepted a fellowship with the Investigative Reporting Workshop, which is a nonprofit newsroom that sells um, investigative content to some of the top media outlets in the nation, including the Washington Post, PBS Frontline, and the New York Times. And I will also be participating in a practicum with the Washington Post, where I'm assigned to an investigative team and, uh, and will be fact-checking uh, uh, sources and, and facts and figures that, that some of the top reporters in, in the nation are, are, are coming across. And it, it's an amazing opportunity. I, I, uh, I, I was only, the, the opportunity only became available to me because of the reporting that I've done here at the Messenger Inquirer. And I'm very grateful for it, and I uh, and I, I'm very excited. I'm leaving here in a little less than a week. Well, let me be the the first to congratulate you, and um, you know, best wishes going forward. Um, you know, uh, you've been great, uh, you know, as a reporter here, and 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 certainly you're going to be missed. Um, but just thank you for the you know for the good work you've done here. Uh, you know, regardless of what beat you've been on, but especially on the city beat. Thanks so much, Sean. Have a good one. All right, you too. And that wraps up our show for this week. I want to thank city government reporter Austin Ramsey for joining me. To send us questions or to provide feedback, email us at newscast at messenger-inquire.com. Remember, you can find us on the Messenger Inquire's website, Facebook, and iTunes, where you can subscribe to Inquire. Until next time, I'm Don Wilkinson. Good day for Inquire.